You're listening to the Mobcast Network. Welcome to My Star Wars Life, a look at news, reviews, and other happenings from a galaxy far, far away. Here are your hosts, Scotty and JD, and Drew Hall. Hey everybody, I'm your Native American pop culture spirit guide, Scotty, and this is my Star Wars life. So, as you know, we're a colony sheltered in place here across the country, and so we decided that we wanted to share some Star Wars news and talk Star Wars and, you know, anything besides talking about that that that, that virus that's around. So we've decided we're going to just kind of get together and, you know, share some Star Wars thoughts with you. And then we have a special guest, too, but first let me introduce my co-host. Let's, we have our Jedi Master himself, J.D. Hi. How's it going, J.D.? I'm laughing my ass off. <laughs> you all right? Already, already I'm done. <laughs> I guess I haven't really heard the new intro where it's with your host Scotty and JD and Drew Hall. Just sort of well, okay, okay. Full disclosure, I made that today from like two things that I had to make that real quick. So I love it so much. <laughs> we'll have a, we'll a formal one. And speaking of Drew, let's introduce Kellogg's over here. Who puts the man to Mandalorian? That's that's right. I've got look right here. Got my own little wooden gimmick. Uh, yeah, I am. maybe my name is now Andrew Hall. What do you think about that? Andrew Hall? It's not. It's just Drew. But I think it's always funny. I, the first time I heard it in the in the pre show, I was like, "Oh dear God, <laughs> that's fantastic!" I got super excited about it. Because Andrew Hall, Andrew Hall, I get it. Andrew Hall, you see what I'm saying? But I what if you. I want to be but Drew Hall? But, but Drew Hall. I don't know. With with Drew. Oh, no, I get a with. That's a special. That's a special thing. Withdrawal Hall. With we can with, just put the whole name together. Right? With, it was it was the best I could do. She talked really fast. I'm <laughs> not editing with Drew Hall as co-host. That would give me the ultimate of all titles. That means I'm like the most important guy. I'll I'll, I'll work it out when the next time I pay her. <laughs> we have a special guest. Let's get to the guest. How about that? <laughs> Jake Stevens, what's up, Jake? Hey, guys. Jake's from Forlom to Zuckerberg, uh, who is uh, and a huge resource on all kinds of just Star Wars knowledge and especially toys. He's like me. We grew up. We grew up together in the uh, late seventies, early eighties, and we have. Uh, you know, he has a huge collection of just Star Wars toys that just is just envious. He's a great guy. He's out, out out on the West Coast. How are you hanging up out there? We're doing all right. I'm in the Seattle area, so, you know, also known as Ground Zero right now. But, um, but yeah, we're sheltering in place. We're, uh, we're here and uh, lots of uh, free time. I've been spending it organizing different collections and um, inventorying things and, you know, playing with my kids a whole bunch. So I can't complain too bad. Have you found anything in your claim while you're cataloging? You're like, oh, I forgot I had this. I- <laughs> you know, my, this isn't uh, trying not to say this from a bragging perspective, but my Star Wars collection, my, my Star Wars collection is so big, I don't even want to start inventorying it. And so I've been doing everything but Star Wars because that's just, I mean, my Masters of Universe took me three weeks alone. Um, Transformers took almost all of January. I I spent uh, uh, a couple weeks doing little lines that I have like Care Bears and Centurions and Cops and Muscles and Mask. And so I there's just 
I've been trying to do all, like I just broke out aliens, Kenner's aliens and predators this morning and put it on the dining room table. And that's going to be what I get to later on tonight. But uh, I'm not even touching Star Wars for a while because it's like I'm in over my head when it comes to inventory. That Aliens came out uh, the time where I was transitioning out of playing with toys, but still wanting to buy them. Yeah. We, you know, as a kid, you know, in, in 88, when the uh, movie came out, or 87, when the movie came out, we didn't have Aliens toys. And so, yeah. you know, four years later, five years later, they, they start pu- putting them out. And they don't look like, you know, anybody <laughs> from the movies. They're just like, and... Yeah, that's that, that is a pwn. And yeah. that guy, and then they, but they had a cool guy that, and I can't think of his name, but uh, he was the guy who could pretend to be an alien. And yeah, Atrax. Atrax, you could be, and so he looked like he was, uh, you know, redheaded and Scottish. I don't. <laughs> You're talking about stuff I didn't know I had. I found a carded one this morning when I oh, pulled cool. out that box. I'm like, I don't recall this at all owning this, but I have it now. So I'm pretty happy. I'm debating how to proceed because I kind of want to get out of being a carded collector. I'm not a carded collector, but I have a lot of collections. I work a lot of toy shows. I go to a lot of toy shows. I pick up stuff. Um, I also inherit. I'm lucky enough that people know I like toys. so They give me a lot of toys too uh, that they don't want anymore. And so they take up a lot of room when they're in the package. So I'm at that weird place where I'm finding stuff that are vintage items that I don't want in the package yet. Why would I go on eBay and buy something I already have? I don't know. It's that weird, it's that weird spot where people don't like you opening vintage things. And some things I bought now in the 90s are technically vintage, not Star Wars vintage, but you know, considered vintage because they're over 20 plus years old. Well, like the, the Power of Horse line, the second one, 80, you know, 95. I mean, that's... Yeah, I mean, that's more than vintage. Yeah, but I mean, don't dare say those are vintage figures. Otherwise, you'll... But, they're all above. I mean, they're... but if you go back, if you go back to the mid 90s, though, that was the era of the, you know, that was the era of action figures at that point, right? I mean, if you take a look at the, uh, I like to use the Antonio Banderas Zorro movie, right? Those figures, there's no reason for them to be buff, but they're ginormous when you look at them. Um, Same thing when G.I. Joe tried to reinvent themselves at that time. They went G.I. Joe extreme, and extreme meant they all look like He-Man. So it was kind of the the theme of the day, um, which thankfully didn't last too long. So, uh, you are also a, a rarity that I know. Uh, you actually have some of your original toys. For, as I have all my original toys. See all? He, I didn't say. So. I mean, yeah, all. And I noticed this. You correct me if I'm wrong, but weren't you and your kids playing in a, the, the original copy of your life game? Yeah, just a couple nights ago, I have I broke out my life game that our family had from 1981, and we were playing it because it's just hilarious playing those old games when they haven't been updated. Because like you know, a new home is twenty thousand dollars, and you know, it's just insane about the uh, how different things are. And you have to get married. You have to stop and get married. Like that, you you can't choose not to get married. It's interesting. That's all I have to ask is it, is it is it a lot of like weird uh, equality issues all the way through it, and sort of like, and mom will be cooking in the kitchen here shortly, right? It's yeah, it's it's completely outdated, but uh, still plenty of fun. You have hired Jose to work your garden. <laughs> oh, terrible science. Nineteen eighty one. come on, that's true. That's true. Nineteen eighty one. Things were different then. Uh, well. 
Jake, thanks for, for coming on the show. Let's uh, let's talk some Star Wars. Let's you know, do it. Star Wars? So we we had some really big announcements with the Mandalorian in the last couple of days. Uh, you know, Friday we with we have Rosario Dawson confirmed as a Sobatano. That's lots to talk about there. Uh, Robert Rodriguez is going to be directing an episode or has directed an episode because I, I thought pre uh, post production was wrapped on this, but apparently it wasn't on season two. And of course, as of today, Michael Bean, uh, you know, Reese uh, um, H- uh, Hicks from uh, Aliens, as we were just meant talking about. And, and of course, Johnny Ringo. Like, uh, Johnny Ringo from Tombstone. So, how crazy is all of this? I'm stoked. <laughs> No, I'm I think it's the Robert Rodriguez episode because that means we're going to get Danny Trejo and Cheech. Uh, probably so. I mean, for me personally, it's more a matter of um, sort of looking at the the star power element. That's what's got me all hyped up right now. Is like we're we're bringing in more and more actors because we don't see Pedro's face anyway, so we might as well get some some recognizable faces, which I think makes it more I don't know more exciting, more fun. Um, and I think those those actors all have ability to bring something to the table that that. I don't know. Maybe we haven't seen before in the Star Wars universe. At least that's what I'm hoping for anyway. I'll tell you, Michael Bean is a very, very happy. If that rumor pans out, I'm very excited about that because as we were just talking about aliens, um, Hicks was a fantastic character growing up. And then plus also the fact that he's original John Connor from Terminator. I mean, he he to me holds the same uh, power of car- kind of Carl Weathers. And Carl Weathers just brought a lot of love and life into that role in the first season. And um, yeah, it was just great. I actually had the opportunity to interview Carl Weathers last summer at um, the Washington State Summer Con that we have here in uh, the Tacoma, Seattle area. And, uh, you know, he was just super excited about being in that role. And I can see Michael Bean probably having that same energy since, you know, he's not necessarily a, you know, a household name in 2020, but, um, but he holds that 80s action star character still. And I'm Pretty excited to see that. I hope that pans out. I'm curious about who he's going to play though, or what he's going to play. So do you think you think he's going to be a smuggler, somebody on the friend, or do you think he's an ex, ex- rebel? I mean, there's so much he can. I mean, so versatile. He can do so many things. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious. He would. What he, you know, so what, what would you like to see Michael Bean as? Oh, I love I love him. <laughs> I want him as a hero character of some sort. I, I would love to see that him being back in the spotlight. Seems like they do a lot of the comedy for the comedians, right? They put them as aliens, but then, uh, you know, uh, you know, hopefully they can, you know, they, we don't have a lot of heroes in this line. I wouldn't mind even seeing him being a uh, main character going forward. I, I'm going to go with uh, Scotty's uh, conversation. We have a lot, which it'd be, I think it'd be cool if he could play Cad Bane, if they just made him up and just went with it. I think his age and his sort of way he carries himself, obviously, as Johnny Ringo, I feel like it fits a little bit. Um, we had a couple of comments I was going to throw up there if you wanted from Facebook group or watching. Yeah, uh, please, please, please. John David said, uh, I wonder if Rosario will sing. Um, and then, of course, he followed up. And we'll go back to that when we followed up. But his Johnny Ringo was amazing, too. So we thought of that. But that's a question that's interesting. Do you, <laughs> Rosario, do you think he'll sing? Will they work that in? If comedians get comedy, does Rosario get singing? I don't know. I don't know if I'm ready for a soak in the musical. <laughs> if she does, it better be Jackson 5 from the top of the Ubi Palace from Clerks 2 with no bra. Just saying. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to get that kind of deal, Soka. <laughs> One, oh, hey, I called it. So, I called her. She made it. 
let me just keep having it. Oh <laughs> um, yeah, so we have. Uh, what was that? I was saying hi. So we also have uh, kind of mixing stuff in. We, you know, what is your take on that? That's one of the bigger things that we talked about earlier. I think it'd be interesting if each of us kind of talked about it. And we'll start with Scotty there. But what what is your take on that, Scotty? I mean, we we tease it up offline, and I know we have like some discussion, but. The fact that she's landed in that spot, uh, what's your take on her being Ahsoka? Um, obviously, that's my favorite character, so I, I'm I'm I don't know where I stand yet right now. So, Scotty, what do you think? Well, I I, I think it's good casting. Um, it's something that uh, fans have wanted since at least uh, 2017. They and she is one. She's went on public saying that would be a role for her. She would really enjoy doing, and so she's got it. Um, the fans are, of course, they're split. We've got half the Rosario, you know, Rosario team, and now we've got you know, people who wish and uh, Ashley Eckstein. And uh, Ashley put, put a, uh, a nice statement up um, this past weekend about 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 it. How she's, you know, she she admits that there are a lot of people that make Ahsoka Tano not just her. She's just a voice. And there's a lot. She's you know, she has nothing to do with the Mandalorian. This is something made. So while it was a diplomatic statement, it seemed. Um, hurt but maybe i'm reading too much into it i mean I, we've seen it actually made up as Ahsoka. she looks great as it but i think in the end i i'm okay with rosaria dawson being a, a sabotado i think i think i'm comfortable with that i think that going forward should be fine and it's good to have you know separation to have two two of them you know it's great uh, uh, more ahsoka it's more ahsoka. jd what do you think what's your take on it um, as I said, I, I really love the casting. I've been ever since she came out and said she'd be willing to do it. I've been on that train of please do it. Um, I think it's going to be a little bit less of a role than we're all hoping or thinking. I think it's going to be more of the Ming-Na role. You know, she was just in an episode touted for ever. Ming-Na's now in three, you know, she's in the Marvel verse, the Disney verse and in the, uh, uh, Star Wars universe. So uh, I think this is going to be a great publicity thing. I think we're going to see a little bit of her maybe in an episode, maybe two, and then come back later on when Filoni ties everything back in. Great. Good deal. Jake, what is, where are you staying on this, Jake? I love Rosario. Uh, I think this is a great casting for her because I feel like she is a little more, um, uh, I just looked it up. Ashley Eckstein's 38 years old. Uh, Rosario is 40. Um, but I feel like Ros Rosario uh, actually holds a youthful look. And I think at the age that Ahsoka is going to be coming out um, post, you know, uh, uh, Return of the Jedi, she's got to look a little more older than I think Ashley Eckstein does. Um, I don't doubt that Ashley Eckstein's a little upset about that because this is a character that she's helped give life to um for a long time now um and it reminds me of uh when um james arnold taylor was replaced on uh star wars rebels as obi-wan i mean he took that real personally and was uh clearly broken up publicly about that um i think stephen stanton was the one that replaced him um in rebels as the older 
uh, Obi-Wan, even though I think James Arnold Taylor does a fine older Obi-Wan, Alec Guinness. But, um, but Rosaria Dawson, I think she's going to be great. I think, um, I think she's proved herself in acting. She's proved herself in some, you know, small action roles. I'm not sure that Ashley Eckstein has the same acting chops, uh, in live action. Um, you know, I can't, I know she's done some like Nickelodeon or Disney shows. Um, but other than that, I don't, I don't think she fits the, what I see as a, a mature older, uh, Ahsoka looking like. So I'm very happy with Rosario and, uh, look forward to it. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, I try not to make anything too precious anymore. Star Wars has, uh, has hurt me sometimes, um, all eight movies and, uh, just for you, JD, working it in. Uh, I want you to show, show, show me on the Kevin doll where Star Wars hurts you. <laughs> All of, no, no, Kevin never hurt me. Kevin's delightful. Kevin's for sale, by the way, if anybody wants to buy him. I, I, I don't know the price yet. No, I, have to ask my I wife, just said but. show me on the doll, not that Kevin hurt you. I know Kevin didn't hurt you. All right, Dr. Pervy. Um, so we, I, I don't know. I, I watch it with my kids and, I, and I, so I'm excited that, that my little girls will have like a live action hero to get behind. They like Ray, obviously. So it, it'd be nice if daddy could get behind the same characters and enjoy it as much. I like, you know, the new trilogy is what it is, or I'm sorry, two movies duo is what it is. But um, I don't know. I, I, I hope that it's not just uh, pandering for pandering sake. And instead we get something really unique that adds to the story, which again, just like our dollar bills say in Filoni, we trust. So I'm all about it. I'll unmute you, Scotty. All right. So, so it, uh, it, I think it, there's another angle to this, too. So, you know, Ahsoka is a popular character, but she's a popular character within the fan base. And not to people outside of the fan base or the casual Star Wars fan that actually knows who Ahsoka is. So this is another way of people who may know Rosario's work, who may not know Star Wars or may not know uh, Ahsoka, a, a great way to bring new people in. With, with Ashley, I, you know, I agree totally with uh, Jake here that, you know, she's done you know, she's acted for Disney. She's done. Um, she was on my so um, uh, my so called well, my so Raven, yeah, for years ago. And, she, and mostly, she's done uh, voice acting work, which, which is still acting. I just think, I think with Rosario, will have a, a little bit more star power, a little bit more drawing power to bring her in, uh, to bring bring uh, new fans in. So, which you know, doesn't hurt. You know, I mean, I think the Mando numbers are great. I don't think you know Disney's not really released them, but I don't think it's hurting her numbers, but. I just think this is a good uh, a good move for them. I heard that it was the fourth most uh, popular show of 2019. So, from a data standpoint, they they announced like from a streaming standards, like the number of viewers kind of thing. Is that where? Yeah, you're yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. I've heard the same kind of thing, which I think is fascinating. Um, uh, that's all going to get jacked right now, right? There's yeah, nobody right. out the window. Tiger King is currently the reigning champion of all content ever at the <laughs> moment. Uh, my feed won't stop being it. I'm sorry, Scotty. Hold on. What'd you say? I, said it, I just said it's crazy. Watch it. Tiger King, crazy. Yeah, Tiger King's bananas. But it is a good point. I think Mandalorian will pick up some more steam. I mean, it's. I think it 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 grabbed a lot of different demographics. It grabbed everything from like fantasy fans to Star Wars fans to sci-fi heads. I even watched people in my like Facebook feed stop arguing about politics for five minutes to talk about the Mando. Uh, that's a pretty big deal. I think that's pretty trans uh, transformative in terms of content, at least to me, that is. So, uh, you know, let's continue the Ahsoka love here. We'll move it from Rosario to, to back to Ashley. 
um, the, the the Friday was so so filled with Ahsoka news. We got we got the new Clone Wars episode with Ahsoka, uh, the fifth episode of the, the new series, and Ahsoka's back in this one. And I know I watched it. Uh, I don't think JD has watched it yet, but we're gonna spoil it anyway. <laughs> I don't know. If, do you watch the Clone Wars stuff? I'm not sure you uh, you do, JD. Me? I've watched like the first season and a half. But uh so you know, we get a lot of you know you know, a lot of soaking news on top of that. You know, we've got you know the, the show and then right on right after it was with the the rumor that, that hit this flood with that. So kinda sad for 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 you know to you know to kind of crush that. I wish they would have waited to Monday. That would have been great. I would have rather had Rosario Dawson on, on Monday than Michael Bain today. But you know, you can't help how they all spread this new you know, things get leaked. But a uh, new episode was was interesting. Uh, Soba is, you know, it's exploring her po- you know, the start of her post Jedi life. It's real sh- shortly after uh, she leaves the Order. She is now hanging out in the um, the under part underground of uh, Coruscant, which to me is fascinating always to see because sometimes you forget it is a city planet. And I'm very curious about how that all started. Like it started building and didn't stop either. <laughs> Thousands of years ago, we're like, we're just gonna keep going up. Or did it start like as a station, and then I don't know, I don't know what the center of course on is. I'm always curious. Well, if you read the books, you get down pretty far. In my uh, I know this episode they're at uh, level thirteen, thirteen, which they have visited before. We almost got a video game on it mm-hmm. uh, that got uh, stopped, which is sad. But you know, maybe we'll, they'll re- revisit it. So, uh, for those of us who watched the episode, what do you think? I'd seen the clip. Um, I'd seen parts of this episode before, um, and I can't remember if it was an unreleased uh, clip of what was to come or if it was part of the animatics that they hosted up on Disney uh, StarWars.com for a while. Um, because, you know, the whole Bad Batch arc, they actually played for us at Celebration back in 2000 and I think 15. And then it was the animatic form. And then they hosted it, and they called it uh, Clone Wars Legacy. And there was two or three four-part arcs that were hosted there for many, many years, only up until um, a couple months ago is when they yanked them. Um, You can, if you want to go down a hole, you could still find them on uh, YouTube, um, but they're not uh, as widely around as they once were. So I had seen uh, definitely like the clip with the uh, speeder bike crashing. um, And you know, that character was originally a boy that they switched. Uh, The the first uh, girl that he she comes into contact with was actually a boy the first time around, but now they switched it to sisters. So um, so yeah, it still wasn't anything too new for me, just like the bad uh, batch arc was. It's nice to see it. I mean, the show is more beautiful than it's ever been. I mean, the, clearly it's just in the, you know, uh, what is it, 12 years now since the show's been around. It is night and day going from, you know, that first uh, movie to this recent arc. And it's just, uh, the show is just gorgeous to watch. Yeah, I found myself um, uh, a little more fanboying over stuff uh, just because, again, I, I I like her content so much. So to have her just trickle in for me, and I am I was not I had not even seen the Bad Batch, and these guys will tell you that's my jam. I love the, the the best thing about the Clone Wars to me is the war movie aspect. I don't really care about Anakin. I don't care about Obi Wan, Ahsoka. Yes, but 
um, only later on. So for me to get those like great war stories I grew up on, like uh, where Eagles dares, it kind of has that vibe to me. And so I, I just kind of like jumped in and was like 100% behind it. So I've, I've enjoyed it. So it was a nice break to close that story, move on to hers. And correct me if I'm wrong, and pardon my memory, I'm not the brightest uh, carrot in the bunch, but is there a, this, the first shot of her riding away on the bike, wasn't that the end of a shot from somewhere else? Was that not an end from another episode, like the original? She walked away in, the, in, the, in her last part. So, I, you know, so I'm, I, she wasn't riding away. She was walking away from Anakin. So I'm not sure. Could be something else you're thinking of? No, I think that ties it in. I just, it was, I, I just remember her, the last I remember seeing her was so emotional. I just remember it being like, wow, that was a really uh, gut-wrenching moment in a cartoon. And then, of course, Rebels came out and floored everything. But in that moment, I just remember it being a very emotional peak for me. For somebody yeah. who doesn't care about animation, I was really into that. The final episode of season five was her leaving the Jedi Council and choosing to uh, go away from Anakin. And so, um, yeah, and that was, I mean... I, I was so annoyed by her when she first came out on season one. I'm like, or in the movie, even I was like, no, Anakin never had a Padawan. You know, it just did not make sense. It didn't, it didn't link in my brain. And I was shocked. And this is where Dave Filoni does the slow burn over the course of the five seasons of Clone Wars come that last episode, that very last episode where she chooses to walk, walks away kind of into the sunset. I have tears streaming down my face. And I remember stopping and going, why am I crying? I hated this character. How did I get here? Because it was just not something I ever expected to like be emotionally kicked in the face with her leaving the order. So Filoni has a way of making you passionate about things without, you know, making it so obvious. And uh, I think he's uh, he's really skilled at that. So um, it's, it's great to see her back. And... Um, I think it'll be more exciting to see Rosario as her because that will be brand new content, brand, brand new content, not remastered. Fresh Ahsoka, so to mm -hmm. speak. Um, hey, I got a couple of comments. I'm going to pop them up here. Hold up. Can I just say I would love Fresh Ahsoka. She can get fresh all she wants. Like 90s style fresh, like like pop popping fresh. I don't even care. Or if she wants to grab my butt, however she wants to get fresh, she can get fresh. You've asked for it and you've called it down upon yourself. You will now be known as fresh Ahsoka from this point forward, whenever I'm in control of the graphics. So, you know, whatever. Uh, we did have a couple of uh, a couple of uh, Facebook comments. I was just going to throw them up here for discussion. Uh, one is from uh, John David Harsey again. Sorry if I got your name wrong. Uh, this is in regards to Michael Bean. Uh, could his character be Jodo Cast? That was a conversation we once had. Oh, breaking out the whole Jodo Cast. I, you know, you know, if we get Michael Bean, I hope it's not with a mask and, you know, Jodo Cast is, is, is a Boba Fett clone. And so, and he's deep in legend. So I'm not sure they're willing to bring that out. I, I would say no. That's just my gut feeling on this. No, I, I would say, I would see if he's going to be in anything, if he's any kind of makeup, it'd be Cad Bane. But I honestly, I don't you know. He is in his 60s, and, you know, getting some of those old timers to put on makeup is tough, though. <laughs> or, of course, they could do the, do, do the switch around like they did with his Nick Nolte, and suddenly he's like a, an Ewok or an Ugnot or, you know, a Chawa or something, just the point, which I think would be a waste. But 
Um, I don't think they would. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure if they would put this character uh, or get a name character and put necessarily in a mask. Um, because I don't know if you know this, but um, Pedro Pascal, um, his stunt double was 90% of his on-screen performance because he was actually doing a play um, at the time and wasn't available. And so he did most of the work uh, VO, um, voiceover. And uh, my favorite thing to bring up is the fact right. that Mandalorian, and it's John Wayne's, one of them, his primary yeah. son was John Wayne's grandson, which is even mm -hmm. more fascinating to me. It's like, it fits better for some reason to me. Yeah. Um, but on the... But on the topic of clones, I don't think it would be too shocking to see clones come into Mandalorian next year, next season. All right, so I'm going to throw up another one here. Uh, Dan Geister said, I seen Ashley in the Brady Bunch in the White House movie recently as January. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what probably, totally probably as Jan from the Brady Bunch, not as January. Just guessing. <laughs> oh, yeah, recently as January. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of guys running this show over here, man? What kind of idiot do you have in this box? So yep. Dan is amazing. Dan is my go-to guy. Um, when um, one of the things I like to do on my website is to uh, put appearances of Star Wars toys when they are featured in movies. And Dan is on a mission to watch 1080s movies. And he has a long track and he's trying to. And so what he does is because he's going through watching so many of these older movies, he's uh, sending me clips every once in a while of like, hey, did you see that in this 1982 movie? There's an ad at in the background. And I just love it. So um, he would know he's a he's a movie master when it comes to vintage movies. It, it reminds me of that scene from uh, the movie PCU. Do you remember that movie? The Where? Yeah, the guy's like Michael. He's trying to look for Michael Caine movie on at the same time. You guys don't know this movie, PCU? Yeah, was it? Oh, yeah. was it calm? I love that movie. PCU is great. Uh, and Dan, if you're still watching, you're welcome. Welcome on our, our other podcast show. Me and Drew host one called The Catacombs, which is a deep dive, really weird movies. We'll find you some fun people, uh, weird '80s movies to come watch with. Us. We'll have you on that show. You, you'll you'll have a blast. What's You're the, the weirdest? Gimmicking something here. Can you hear me out? So, uh, Jake, on the on the for your website, what's the what's the strangest Star Wars story you've seen in the back in the background of a, of a, of a movie? Oh my gosh! Well, there's some. Um, <clears throat> there are some UK shows that use old uh, Kenner blasters uh, as like sci-fi weapons. I think that's pretty awesome. Um, a lot of people don't know that one of the Borg guys in uh, Star Trek, um, um, oh my gosh, not ne Nemesis? Nemesis. I think it's Nemesis. Uh, is Nemesis for Borg? Is that right? The Borg are in Nemesis? First Contact. First Contact. Wow. I can't believe I made that mistake. Sorry. Um, I guess it's I guess it's Star Wars podcast, so I can uh, make that mistake. But um in first contact, one of the Borg eyes are, is a TIE fighter cockpit um, that you actually use. Um, you know, there are so many out there. I mean, I, I have a whole database, and I'm actually backlogged. I have tons of submissions that I haven't even uploaded yet. But, um, you know, Silent Night, Deadly Night has a huge uh, scene in a toy show or in a, in a shopping, uh, in like a, I don't know, uh, 
big box store and you see a vintage job of the hut play sets behind them. Um, man, I'm is just this, thinking. So is this a wet is uh, pardon me for my ignorance. Is this a website that we can, you have this, you have this setup where we can find the clips or is it searchable or what, what is. So if it, my, my website I'll is uh, pedal it for you. <laughs> my website is from forlomdezuckis.com. And if you go under, I think it's uh, featured sections, there's lights, camera, action figures and that's a section on the site that i keep track of all star wars toys that are in the uh that have come across my path is, is it that a, uh, is that a right. sequel from justin to kelly <laughs> oh man that's a oldie it, uh, but not goodie <laughs> is this uh, pardon my ignorance is zuckus z-u-k or z-u-c-k c-k u-s-s yep Why don't you tell us the origin of Forlom and Zuckets? Because I, I some, some people may not understand that. I get the reference, but yeah, it's, I think it's great. It's a so my website is dedicated to Star Wars action figures, and um, you know, kind of like you pointed out, it's like from not Justin to Kelly, but from like A to Z. So what I try to do is provide you know references and information and checklists and guides and databases for just about anything Star Wars action figures, and that's what I've been doing for many years now. Um, and. The name comes from, of course, two bounty hunters that are in Star Wars, uh, Forlom and Zuckus. But the reason those two are significant is because in Kenner, uh, when Kenner put their names on their cards, they named them backwards. So Forlom was actually supposed to be the robot and Zuckus was supposed to be the tan alien. But Kenner switched them. And back then we didn't have the internet to correct everything that ever happens. And so what happened is um, a whole generation of fans grew up with them being named opposite. Um, and it wasn't until the 90s that the role play books started to come out and people started to go, wait, this is their actual name. And and for it's actually for LOM and the LOM stands for love of money because he's a bounty hunter. And that's what George Lucas's idea was. So, yeah, the idea is from Forlom to Zuckus is a play on from A to Z, but also the play on that Forlom's name was actually changed to Zuckus or corrected to Zuckus over time. If that makes sense. Awesome. That's cool. I had always heard, and correct me if I'm wrong, and because uh, you know, but I had heard that since Forlom uh, slash Zuckus originally was a mail-away offer for Empire, right? That's where he got his name from, from Kenner, not from Lucasfilm, for the for, love, for the love of money, because of the uh, inside joke, because of the redemption. That was the first time he was named, right? Now, I've never heard uh, that. I've never heard that connection. What I've heard is, um, actually, you know who would know, is um, the Kive cast. Um, Sky and Steven do a uh, Star Wars uh, website that's dedicated toward vintage Star Wars action figures, just vintage. Now, I do vintage and modern, so there's way more modern than vintage, so I spend most of my time on modern. But they go deep dive. Each episode goes into the deepest dive you could possibly do about a vintage Star Wars figure, and they go in order. 
And they've been going on for years. And when they got to Zuckus and when they got to Forlom, they do the name of the origin, the origin of the uh, the you know the character in the movies, their first appearances, uh, the designers, the molds. I mean, they, it's massive. So I'd have to go and revisit that. But I'm pretty sure I, from what I've heard, George came up with the idea of Forlom, meaning for for love of money and Zuckus I know in the script treatment was actually I believe Tuckus it was either Tuckus or there, it was didn't start with a Z but it had the rest of the name so yeah Kivecast you can go deep deep into these figures if you wanted I would have said it as Tuckus which is what I tell my kids like get off your Tuckus you little maggots <laughs> uh, we actually had a, uh, to, to go back to the, the Clone Wars episode. We did get a little bit of uh, <laughs> we did get a little bit of a uh, uh, Kenner love in that. They showed uh, the original Walrus Man and a couple other uh, uh, characters that we've seen before in Clone Wars. But the, you know, it's good to see a little nice nod back to the Kenner action figure. Yeah, I mean, you got the four vintage uh, Kenner uh, aliens in there. You got uh, you got Ponda Baba. You got. Um, um Greedo in his green outfit. You got um I believe Blue Snags was in there and uh Pondababa. Pondababa. Barbus man. So it was as a great nod. I correct me, didn't I think you started with Pondababa. Oh, did I? Yeah. My bad. Um then the last one is uh Snaggletooth. Um Ponda. Ponda. And oh, Hammerhead. Sorry, I missed Hammerhead. Gotcha. Hammerhead. Oh, I'm sorry. I was muted. Hammerhead. I was like, Hammerhead. <laughs> so that's good. I, I like when they do that. I love I love when they do that. Uh, like in Rebels when we got the Imperial Transport, and then, of course, in the Mandalorian, we get the Imperial True Transport, which is amazing. I've already got mine pre-ordered, but with this going on, we probably won't have to see it until the end of the year, but I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> It's a cool toy. It's expensive, but it was worth it. It's one of those childhood dreams. I've always wanted one. It's like a tool around it. That would be awesome. So uh, last thing before, before we jump from Ahsoka, I'd like to, I'd like to speculate a little bit. So um, with Rosario in The Mandalorian, how far do you think this is, is? Is this after the Rebels Coda or before the Rebels Coda? So is this before she goes off with Sabine or is this you know after she's come back? Ooh, that's a good question. That is a very good question. Um, well, no, let, let's, can we do the, let's see, we'd have to do the math. When um, there was a child, right? There was a child there with um, Hera, of course. How old was that kid? I mean, that would give us a time frame a little bit of how far this would take, right? Because if the original trilogy, uh, if this movie, sorry, if Rebels took place, leading up to, you know, within a year or two of A New Hope, and then there was a kid a few years later, right? Well, how old was that kid? Nine, ten years old? I think you're muted. I don't think he's that old. I think Jason is, uh, I mean, he's born, he has to be born right after um, the destruction of the uh, Death Star. So, yeah, but, and so uh, if, if, if if nine months works for toy lakes as well they do as humans uh you know just i'm just speculating there and so what's the what's the time difference between uh a, a new hope and the end of jedi and that's kind of where you get and then, and then you can add 
three years, right? <laughs> so three years. So he's he's anywhere from right the end of Jedi. So he's at least at least three to five, maybe or three to eight if we're doing five years later, which puts him in the Mandalorian area era. Hold up. <laughs> Last time you both railed me that there were three years between each movie. That was release of their releases. They were telling me between each movie there was three years of canon time. And I told you it was wrong. And now the guest comes in and says it, and you're like, okay, this is bull. (laughs) I'm just saying. You got a little sibling rivalry happening here. What's up, Fresh Ahsoka? Why are you so angry? I can't even spell your name, apparently. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Just let me be. Just let me just write words. I just type it out. Thank you, Jake. There used to be. That, sorry, go ahead. No, I thought that uh, my my take on it though is that uh, I I think it takes place before she's gone back to Sabine. That's my theory. I think this happens in a window of time pre Sabine. So I don't think what. Well, I was going to say I just read. I told. I think I told y'all. I read an article Sunday saying they're looking at casting Sabine. Yeah, but that's not confirmed yet until they confirm. No, but if we're looking at the grand scope of supposition, and yeah, spe- but that's like the the, the coronavirus came from Mars. Um, we've got to speculate on all the rumors out there, right? We've got to get in there, open up all the different rumors, and speculate. Speculate. You know that brings up a good point. That's the one thing I don't want to see Mandalorian be is the sequel to Rebels and Clone Wars. I love tying in pieces, but man, I think that deserves its own chapter, its own beast. You know, the the rumor is the rumor is uh, Lucasfilm's working on two different animated series right now. So I'm hoping one of those is the Ezra, Ahsoka, Sabine story. And this would be a great launching point for that, but I don't want Mandalorian to sway to sway too far from the, you know, the Mandalorian, Din, and the child. I, I, I agree. Um, we had talked about this a few weeks ago on a previous podcast about how uh, Luke's film was working on um, uh, other animated series. And the Reddit had a rumor, a great rumor mill about uh, it being the rebel sequel. It's not officially going to be called rebels, but it's, it's following the adventures of uh, Ahsoka and Sabine. And uh, they are well into production from what I've understand. And it have to be, you know, what we we've been reading. And of course, Reddit rumor, you take it, it was a uh, great assault, but sometimes they're right. We're looking toward the end of the year. I'm not sure how much the the uh, virus situation is going to push everything back, but you know they were on track to at least releasing it here. So we really need to have a tie-in. So by the time you, you know you get ready to start running Mandalorian episodes in November, you know you know come in December, you know you've got your live action Ahsoka and your animated Ahsoka right together at the launching point. It's perfect marketing. I also think that the 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 gap too though is that if they can use this as let's say it is happening, uh, let's say it is, let's take uh, Fresh Ahsoka's take there that this is actually <laughs> this is actually going to happen and we're going to have a live action Sabine cast. Um, I, I think what could occur from that is that we'll see maybe they're headed off to find Ezra and it's that little gap and we're just getting an offshoot of it, so it'll be like a single episode sort of like nod. And there'll be an interaction. I, I don't think they would waste casting somebody at that high profile in that role without using it. 
Um, I think that also means though that you're not going to be in the show very much and potentially that Carl Weathers will not be in the show as much as well as they're bringing, they're spending that money on Rosario, who in my mind, public eye is a much bigger figure, has probably a bigger audience than those two. So she probably costs a little bit more money. And then Michael Bean being thrown in the mix is definitely going to offset it. So I have a feeling we're going to see a whole new space away from that chapter or series of chapters and maybe go from there. Go ahead, JD. I'm sorry. Uh, No, no. I just want to interject now. I don't know how much like, and I'm not, I'm not saying this to denigrate Michael Bean at all because he's great, but he was at Pensacon, right? So I don't know that he's like getting top dollar right now. I don't know if, I mean, because I haven't seen him in anything since that weird, bad Wesley Snipes movie. So a little inside baseball. Are you a big Steven? Do you stay current on all Steven Seagal movies? No. (laughs) No, he still sells like crazy overseas. So Steven Seagal has equity. uh, Okay. Again, not being just inside baseball from my side. Dolph Art, of Art of War. That was the bad Wesley Snipes movie. Yeah, that's an old one. Dolph Lundgren still has like equity in the same thing. And, you know, aside from being a super genius and a nice guy, there, you know, it's the same kind of thing. I think there's there's an international equity to, to Michael Bean just because of the, the iconic roles we all listed at the very front. Those are iconic. How many action figures does that guy have? I'm just well, curious. I mean, like I said, I don't want to take anything away. I've loved him in everything I've seen him in except Art of War. But, um, like, I'm just wondering. I mean, we haven't seen anything in recently, right? Like, he hasn't been Michael Bean of the 90s. Well, nor has uh, – nor. I mean, a lot of people are. <laughs> they, Hollywood reinvents itself, man. It's like wrestlers. Like, they, they disappear for a while, then somebody cuts a good promo, and next thing you know, they're on top. No, okay. you don't buy that. No, I'm fine. We saw the McConaughey-sance or whatever you want to call it, the Keanu-sance. I mean, it's it happened to Bruce Willis with Pulp Fiction. I mean, and John Travolta. So well, I mean, Keanu, I get it. Keanu is a really prime example of somebody reinvent. I mean, weirdly, uh, somebody really reinventing themselves in a way that's like kind of mind blowing. I mean, he went from real obscurity, a bunch of failures. I mean, his movies were all in bombs, and then suddenly turned around as I mean, the Wick films are worth ton- that franchise is worth tons of money. And then his name again, like on the internet, he's become a darling. Maybe the same thing happens to Michael Bean. He shows up, he's cool, he's a, he's Cad Bane or somebody, and um, he becomes an internet darling again. And that's all it takes is a, is one redditor to say something great, and that's it. That's how you launch your career. <laughs> Scotty, you brought up an interesting point about the timing of Star Wars media because not only because of the whole world shutdown right now um, and everyone hanging out at home. Uh, but also just the fact that we're kind of in uh, we're back to um, 2006 and 2006 was a really uncertain time because at that point, Star Wars was dead again and we didn't have Clone Wars. So we had two years where there was like virtually no media out there for Star Wars. Um, thankfully Hasbro kicked it into high gear and did a lot of anniversary stuff and, and really kept, I think for collectors, Star Wars alive quite a bit in 2006. But here we are now in 2020, um, where media is now shrunken down to the small screen because the movies are in an, you know, uh, kind of a holding pattern. It seems like even though Disney released their slate, um, 
couple, uh, I think it was about a month ago, they released their slate and they still have those trilogy of movies on there. We don't really know what the future is with those in, in particular, like, you know, are they Ryan Johnson? Are they, you know, are they someone else's? Are they, you know, are they high Republic based? Are they going forward? Who knows? Um, so the question is, how will they space out their Star Wars media on the small screen going forward? Because we know that Mandalorian comes back. I think they said it's going to be in November, uh, October this time, right? October. We have Clone Wars now. It's going to finish up in about a month once they blow through the rest of their episodes on a week-to-week basis. We have Ahmed Best, who has a, uh, a game show coming out for Disney+. Plus. Um that as far as I can tell, and there's not been a lot of information about this, it's a game show within the Star Wars universe because there's people on there that are set to play like Padawan contestants and stuff from the Jedi Temple. So it's unique and cool idea. Um, you know, I think, it's know like, I think it's like the grown up version of, oh, maybe it's for kids, but I think it's like the, the more expanded version of the Jedi Temple thing at uh, Disney, you know, where you get the fight yeah. Vader and stuff. I think it's kind of across that a little bit of Double Dare and. There's other Nickelodeon fun, you know, uh, game show stuff, and kind of, kind of like a kid ninja warrior with Jedi stuff. Yeah, it sounds great, but um, they haven't released any news on that on a release date. Um, they just said it would be sometime this year. And then we also know that, um, well, Clone Wars is of course coming to an end. No, no dates on the animated or upcoming projects. They just started um, Galaxies of Adventures again, but that's a Star Wars. Uh, kids YouTube channel series. Um, the only thing that we really know of that they have in their back pocket that they've not done anything with, no word of, is Star Wars Detours. And that was the old, uh, you know, Seth Green show that is now in forever limbo. The, the thing about that is, though, it, is that it's completed. There's 24 episodes at least, and they're done. And they got shelled right prior to the Disney sale. And so, and they've been, they have been in limbo. I was just thinking about that earlier, uh, about uh, what other things that, uh, like Disney could release while we're under it, detours would be great. It would, you know, yeah. it's something they don't have a lot invested in. It's already bought paid for. And so there's not a lot of advertising. It's funny. The, the, the thing is, is that it doesn't feature, um, the sequel trilogy because it was prior. And so that may be the strike against it where Disney really wants to focus on, sequel trilogy and that's its, its new product i mean i don't blame them at all so i don't know if they want to go back and rehash it as much so i'm curious but i'm with you i think i, I would love to see detours the clips i've seen though it's hilarious it's something that's great but there was a decision made that they didn't want to make fun of star wars anymore and so it got shelled by prior, prior to the sale so i was looking forward to it Because Disney didn't want to, now that they had owned this new property, right, that they paid $4.2 billion for, they didn't want to introduce a new generation of kids to the Star Wars characters in such a hammy or cheesy way. Right. They wanted them. You know, they wanted people to fear Vader. And since, you know, they're making Rogue One and Rogue One makes Vader to be out a complete badass. Right. Almost more so than he is in the original trilogy. You know, you want that fear aspect to Vader. And you're not going to find that if kids are growing up with him, 
you know, in detours where he looks like, you know, akin to he would on a, like a Star Wars Lego show, you know, corny character. So I heard that was the reason they wanted to shelve it. Now, now that there's no media, now that Vader's essentially from what they've said is not going to be a character that's going to be involved in future, you know, movies and major productions. Why not release this series now, right? Not let us get this, you know, comedy treatment to star Wars. I mean, there's tons of comedy treatments out there already. I mean, you got the family guy series, you got the, you know, the, the um, robot chicken series. Um, You've got Simpsons tributes, the Muppet babies. Muppet Babies were a mainstay. They always featured clips. I I, I agree with you. There, there, there hasn't been new content of that in a long time. We haven't had the, the, the parody content or the official parody content uh, or the homages. But the last one I can think of was Phineas and Ferb, and that's a Disney property, and they did, they did us their Star Wars spoof on it. But after that, I mean, it's been... It's not been as spooked as much. Disney's really trying to keep this a serious. Well, Freemaker Adventures was essentially a spoof show. I mean, it was a great show. Oh, but, it, it was fun, but, but it made fun of those characters a lot, you know. Lego Star Wars is the same thing. And so, yeah. uh, what is the 3PO, the 3PO retelling, or the Lego 3PO mm-hmm. retelling? It's Droid silly. It's a, so, but I, again, I think it's safe because it's within, it's within Disney's realm of doing it the detours is prior, prior to that so i'm not sure if they're really what I mean, i'm with you i want it out but i can see from a disney point of view where they would did, they didn't want to protect the property and just let this quietly get forgotten again we'll never forget <laughs> so we haven't forgot the special edi- uh the holiday special so we'll uh we we don't forget have you gone back and tried to watch it i like i tried it, it's almost like torture it's, it's i watch it every year every year remember? Oh yeah, we. I can't, I can't get more than like ten minutes. I just, it's like torture for me. The Seattle, uh, I'm part of the Seattle collecting group up here called Sarlacc, and uh, we have a uh, every November we have a holiday special party, and it's themed. And people have in the past dressed up, and we show the show, and we have drinks, and it's just yeah, we 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 embrace the holiday special up here because it's just so wagadoodle. Makes total sense to me. I'm coming, Scotty. There you go. I haven't seen. I've seen. I've seen the the, the special uh, more. Uh, you know, I used to watch it every year. I've done the last couple of years. I used to show, showings of it. Um, I have not gone back and watched Caravan of Courage or Battle for Endor uh, in a long time. You know, we had some of the actors from from that come to Scott. I got some autographs for that. That was pretty cool. But I kind of want to go back and revisit both of those and do that. So maybe we'll maybe we'll do that all together as a podcast. It'd be fun to talk about. That and the droids cartoon. I just I, when I was, I think when I was with um, you, yeah, I think when I was with you, I picked it up uh, the DVD. No, I was it wasn't with you, but when we were, I was in Seattle last year for last. I picked up the first um, DVD of the droids cartoon. I guess it has the first movie and a couple episodes on it. I, droids is great. I hadn't seen it so long. I would rather. <laughs> Droids is better than Ewoks. I just, the Ewoks is just, it's bipolar. First and second season are completely different, essentially. Even even character designs and themes and everything. The Droids is more based in Star Wars, as we know, you know, the stormtroopers and.
Thank you for listening to the Mobcast Network.